Diet plays a crucial role in your health. What you eat, including various herbs and spices, can affect inflammation in your body. Inflammation can get out of hand and last longer than necessary. It can go on for decades. This is called chronic inflammation, and studies have linked it to many diseases, including diabetes and cancer. It's worth noting that many studies talk about how to fight inflammation. And the science behind different herbs and spices is always going to be a benefit to understanding and just a delicious additive to your main meals. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey there, beautiful. I'm so glad you stopped by. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of More Than Hope Podcast, where we will openly discuss how to find that wonderful, radiant, vivacious goddess that you once knew and bring her back to life. I'm Wendy, holistic nutritional consultant, and I know we're going to be best friends because I know that it takes more than just hope and the occasional carrot to reach your heart's desire. And I want to help by offering you real solutions because after all, you're a real woman dealing with real issues in the real world. Let's face it, life can be tough sometimes. Heck, our own inner voice can be our own worst enemy, and it's hard to get out of our heads and see the reality of life. But when we have someone to turn to, someone to lean on, someone who has our backs and gets us, life can be a little easier. We smile more. We laugh more. We appreciate life more. I'm here to tell you that I am that someone. I'm on your side. And truth be known, I love you. So grab your carrot and let's get started. Welcome back. So some are herbs and spices that are really, really great for inflammatory health, but also really incorporate a lot of depth and flavor to your dishes is what we're talking about today. Flavor herbs are a way to giving every meal a very unique footprint and any kind of knowledgeable cook out there can really know how to incorporate spices to complement the foods that you're eating. And, you know, if not, there's always recipes. It's always a good thing not to worry. Um, but you, you know, when we're looking at inflammation, which is what we were talking about all this month, I really wanted to just give you guys some things that we can add on a daily basis, make it simple and, you know, be able to get some really incredible flavor, but also some really beneficial um, additives for your health as well too. Dill is one of those things that's at the top of the list. So dill is a herb that, you know, not a lot of people use every day, but it's one of those ones that can really add a lot of spice and boldness to a dish. And um, dill, actually dill seed, is very similar to its cousin caraway, and it has a slightly stronger presentation. But dill is really, really good for uh, decreasing inflammation in the body and great for the stomach as well, too. You can add it to sauces and fatty meats, but, you know, you can actually make a tea out of it as well, too. So, you know, adding it to some boiled water, letting it steep a little bit. It can really bring in some relaxation and focus as well too. So 
you can add dill to many, many things. Basil is one of those ones that I really, really love. And I'm going to start salivating just thinking about it. But this time of year, especially summer, tomatoes and basil are the way to get to heaven on earth, as far as I'm concerned, especially if you are grabbing those tomatoes right from the garden. And basil ends up being one of those most popular herbs in, uh, in the world. Um, I'm not Italian and I've never been to Italy, but in my mind's eye, I see basil growing wild. I see it growing wild all over um, the Italian countryside. And it really is one of those great, great things, especially if you do love Italian foods that, uh, you know, it, great, it pairs greatly with sweet and salty foods and dishes of all kinds. You're also going to get basil in a lot of Asian dishes as well, too. So it really brings a new dimension and you can get different kinds of basil. So you can get like a Thai basil and a purple basil and a pineapple basil and lots of different variations of that, too. But basil has actually been used medicinally as an anti-inflammatory for hundreds of years. It is a medicinal herb and the properties that really, you know, make this herb excellent really aid with respiratory health as well too. So um, it's one of those great, great things that you're not going to do wrong by anything, by adding basil to anything. You can actually even make uh, a poultice out of um, um, basil and, you know, put it on inflammation on the side of a wound as well too, which is going to be amazing. Mint is one of those things that, mm, let me put it, nicely. Well, I don't think I can. It, if, you, if you're a gardener, mint can be a, a, hurt, uh, a weed. And as much as mint is amazing for the body and amazing for the stomach and amazing for everything else, it's not great for the gardens because it will take over. And if you've ever grown mint, you, you know, we all have these little tricks to be able to keep it contained because we don't want to get rid of it. Uh, it is one of those amazing things, again, that we can add to just about anything, um, making cocktails out of them. If you want infusing in water, making teas out of hot drinks. Um, and it, you can really just add mint to just about anything, adding a sprinkling of fresh mint over fruit salads in the summer for really nice desserts. And mint is such a great thing for the stomach. Um, you know, we've all heard of peppermint for soothing what are ails us for um, our digestive system. But basically what it's doing, it is it stimulates bile production. So it helps to increase the digestive process and as a result um, reduces inflammation in the body because when we're digesting properly, we're, we're actually allowing for um, decreased inflammation because if we're not digesting, then what is happening? We're just, the food is just festering and not being absorbed properly. And then it leads to all kinds of other issues, which we're not going to get into today, but definitely um, inflammation in the body is really about fighting infections and healing. And peppermint is one of those, or mint in general is one of those ones that really is going to be great um, for chronic inflammation and there's been actually lots of studies out there that links um, in, uh, chronic inflammation with diabetes and cancer as well, too. So you really want to make sure that you're taking in as much uh, great foods as you can 
and um, allowing for um, the inflammatory markers to just be reduced as much as possible on the daily. It's not something that it's a one and done kind of situation, but you want to work at this on a daily basis. Another really great um, spice that we're going to talk about is ginger and Again, it's um, you know it's one of those go tos for nausea and stomach upsets, and for those people that might be having colds or migraines, or even high blood pressure. These are all things that stem from inflammatory response in the body, and you can really help your system a lot by incorporating ginger into say stir fries and stews and salads you can make a ginger tea as opposed to a mint tea um, you can have it fresh dried and powdered i would not eat um, fresh ginger right from the root itself because it is a little warm um, but definitely it's something that you can get in the supplement form as well too in the health food store or online but it really has very a lot of active compounds in it that actually help to reduce inflammatory markers in the body so something to consider when you're looking at different herbs and spices garlic is one of those ones again that goes hand in hand with the tomatoes and the basil <laughs> but you want to really again some people like it, some people don't. I particularly, I love it. And um, it is, you know, one of those great things. And it has been around for thousands of years to help with arthritis and coughs and constipation, infections, toothaches. You know, it's the sulfur compounds within the garlic that actually um, help with the anti-inflammatory response in the body. Um Garlic is actually really, really good for heart health too. So uh, some people may take garlic supplements um, that are, you know, it's concentrated garlic uh, or age, aged garlic supplements that are really good for heart health. And you can get those at the um, health food stores. But just adding some garlic to your dishes on the regular again is going to be one of the things. I mean, you can't really have an Italian dinner. Well, maybe you can, but I can't have an Italian dinner that doesn't have some form of garlic in it. Um, but again, you know, sometimes a little bit uh, too much is, is not a good thing. So you're going to, you know, watch your intake with it as well, too. And turmeric is another one of those really, really popular spices, especially with Indian cuisine. And it's been used since ancient times. It's packed with over 300 active compounds, to be honest. And one of the main, one is, main ones is an antioxidant called curcumin. So if you've ever heard me talking about anything in particular, especially inflammation, we talk about um, antioxidants or, or, and antioxidants are really those great, great things that help keep us going and, and, you know, help us on so many different levels. Uh, studies actually in people that had osteoarthritis have found that curcumin supplements provided pain relief that was very much similar to um, NSAIDs. So those are non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like ibuprofen and diflucan. So you know, talk to your doctor with regards to that and see if this might be an option for you with regards to that. Unfortunately, curcumin only contains about, sorry, turmeric only contains about 3% curcumin by weight. And your body really doesn't have the ability to absorb it well. So you want to make sure that when you're getting a, um, a turmeric 
or uh, Cure Command supplement that it actually contains black pepper. Black pepper has a compound in it called piperin um, that helps to increase the curcumin absorption by 2000%. So it's kind of a no-brainer. You want to get that in there as much as possible. And uh, curcumin actually has those anti-inflammatory properties that we all need with regards to um, reducing inflammation systemically. Um, there's a thing called golden milk. You can Google it. I don't have a recipe today, but your, uh, golden milk is one of those nice, nice, really um, beautiful soul warming drinks that you can take in. Um, and it's going to really help with that. You can take supplements of it. You can incorporate a nice curry into your diet on the, re on the regular basis once a week. You know, all these different ways that you can add uh, turmeric to your life is going to be beneficial for so many reasons. Hey, I just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to a new program that's available now, but it's pretty much available all the time. Diet, obesity, and metabolic syndrome are very much linked to various cancers. We kind of know this and may account for as much as 30 to 35% of cancer deaths, indicating that a reasonably good fraction of cancer deaths can be prevented simply by modifying our diet. And the fact that chronic inflammation is closely linked to the exasperation of tumor producing pathways. Wow. That's just fancy talk for, it makes a big difference to be able to reduce our inflammation in our body. Extensive research actually has revealed that diet consisting of fruits, vegetables, spices, and grains has the potential to prevent cancer. I think most of us kind of know that these days, but where do we start? How do we go from the standard American diet, that sad diet, to the one that will keep us away from the doctor's office? In my experience, it starts with a seasonal cleanse. But look, we're not trying to be perfect here. And we all know that pizza tastes great, barbecue and beer happens, and you know, it's hard. It's really hard to shift and make those big, big changes overnight. But I have an easy compromise for you. It's one that really just goes between what we should be eating and what we are eating. I mean, because it's hard to give up the good things in life and keep your body clean at the same time. They make it really, really hard. But we do want to fight disease. We want to fight against the process of those genes that are expressing in our bodies. We want to not have to be given the diagnosis. And I've got an easy way for you to go through that. It's just a seasonal cleanse. I mean, on a quarterly basis, once a season, we go for about 14 days, two weeks of cleaning up your body, getting your liver back to square one, balancing and enabling the body to take on a much, a much needed breather. 
Um, a, a breather from the chemicals and the food additives and the colorings and the pesticides, the unhealthy fats, the sugars, the genetically modified foods, the toxins. I could stay here all day talking to you about this, but we just want to get that sludge out of the body. We just want to clean things up and all it takes is 14 days. By allowing the body to clean up and restore itself, it actually increases your chances of having clearer skin, less GI stress, better sleeps, less moodiness, and even losing a couple of pounds. Not to mention the fact that it boosts your immune system and improves your chances of not having to get that diagnosis. When we give a body the chance to really come to a place where it's doing the job that it needs to do, basically keeping you healthy, it can do that work. And by allowing our bodies to clean up for 14 days, it gives that chance to us. It really increases our chances of not getting a diagnosis. And I want that for you. I want that for everybody. A seasonal cleanse is a really good place to start. I mean, like I said, it's hard to give up, you know, going to birthday parties and not having a piece of cake and going out and not having a nice glass of wine or whatever. And these things sometimes can be very detrimental if we don't give our bodies the chance to clean up once in a while because those toxins build up and build up and build up and they they hoard like a hoarder's house it just it builds upon itself and, and it gets very very hard for the body to do the work that it needs to do but by incorporating a cleanse on a seasonal basis it can really really make a big difference and that's why i offer that to everybody on a on a you know on a regular basis and the summer cleanse is going on now and i want you to be able to take the opportunity to take a look at it and incorporate it into your health journey so i've left a link in the show notes for you to begin your cleanse today and if you have any questions just reach out Welcome back. So getting into our last six spices and herbs for reducing our inflammation in our body, but also just adding some really great flavors to our foods. Cardamom is one of those really great spices native to Southeast Asia. But I was first introduced to cardamom when I was making pula. So my Finn friends, they already know what that is. But pula is Finnish bun. It's a it's a you know a special bun that we make at well I make only at Christmas time, but it is one of those things that you can get year round, obviously. But cardamom is a nice uh, spicy, sweet kind of additive to these things to uh, that I add to this bread. But you can add it to curries and stews. You can get cardamom in um, a supplement form or capsule form. But when I'm taking cardamom, um, you can make chai tea out of it as well, too. It's one of those flavors in chai tea. Uh, you know, it's a great antioxidant. And I like to get the seeds, the pods, and then crush those. And then you get the little seeds inside. 
and you add those to different, um, or you can grind them right up into, uh, you know, a fine grind. It can add that to whatever it is that you're adding your spice to at that point. Um, but they've actually found that, you know, there's an eight, eight week study that 80 people with pre-diabetes were given three grams of cardamom daily. Um, they were really found that they were able to significantly reduce inflammatory markers. Um, so, you know, really helping with that ability to, you know, stave off diabetes. And there was another study, a 12-week study, that 87 people with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, so NAFLD, which is unfortunately a little bit more common than it should be these days. Um, I see it a lot in my practice. Uh, we're given three grams of cardamom daily and, and a placebo. And the people that were given the cardamom showed significant, you know, reduced inflammation in their bodies as a result. So cardamom is another one of those major ones that you want to try to incorporate into your diet on the on the regular again it's or and or take as a supplement as well too but definitely you know check with your doctors when you're taking any kind of supplements especially uh, one that I'm going to talk about a little bit later but making sure that you talk to your doctor or your healthcare professional or your um your naturopathic doctor or somebody that will know, especially if you're taking other medications at that point. So black pepper is another one of those major, major spices. And this is the king of spices and it is popular worldwide. Traditional people use black pepper to treat certain health conditions such as asthma, diarrhea, and other gastric ailments. But again, you know, you really want to watch what you're taking in with regards to anything like this. Um, there's an active compound in it called piriparine, and I talked about that with regards to the turmeric. You take those together. Um, and piperine is one of those things that really is great for reducing inflammation in the body again. Um, but pepper, I, I really don't have to tell you too much about pepper, I guess, but pepper is one of those widely used um, and easily uh, taken in spices that it's just goes great with everything your vegetables meats fish poultry pasta dishes and um again one of those great great spices for everything ginseng so ginseng is one of those ones again it's a it's a plant um people have been using this for thousands of years especially in the um asian world it's a medicinal plant and it's some crazy, crazy medicinal properties. And two of the most popular ginseng uh, types are called Asian ginseng, which is also Panax ginseng, and American ginseng, so Panax uh, quinquiflorus. So, you know, you're going to be looking at two different kinds of ginseng when we're looking at this. Um, and the effects actually vary quite a bit. So Asian ginseng is reported, uh, reportedly more invigorating, while American ginseng has um, thought to be more relaxing. Um, and ginseng itself has been associated with many health benefits, including um, being able to reduce inflammation in the body. Uh, ginseng, when you add it to your diet, you can add it to stews, um, you can have it in teas, 
um, you know, soups, stir fries, all these different things, again, that is going to be a nice, nice additive. You can also take it as a supplement. Um, they're available in capsules and tablets and powder forms at the health food store. But again, being very cautious about taking this in, I believe, okay, I'm not going to say which one because I don't know off the top of my head, but one of the ginsengs can interfere in blood pressure regulation. So if you have blood pressure issues, be it high or low, make sure you do your research and, and or talk to your doctor or your naturopathic doctor or your uh, holistic nutritionist and, you know, figure out which one is going to be good for you. Because I actually looked at taking some ginseng years ago um, with regards to blood pressure and um, there was some very strong stipulations about one or the other right now i can't remember what it is but definitely do your research before taking in some ginseng uh, green tea is another really really popular herb that people often tout for its many many health benefits green tea is crazy good for you if you haven't started or gotten on the kick of green tea yet try incorporating it into your daily routine. You can even take up, you know, two or three green teas a day. Uh, this plant is actually packed full of healthy compounds called polyphenols. And um, one in particular, here I'm going to try it, epigalactocactin uh, 3 gallate. So <laughs> short form, EGCG. So this is a really crazy powerful polyphenol that actually is really, really good for brain and heart health. And you want to take that in as much as possible. Um, it's actually even uh, shown to reduce inflammation associated with inflammatory bowel disease, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, and, uh, you know, just decreasing that inflammation as much as possible. So trying to take in as much green tea as possible, the polyphenols actually appear to be beneficial for more than just um, uh, gut issues, inflammation of the gut, but also inflammatory health conditions such as osteo, um, arthritis, um, osteoporosis, sorry, inflammatory health conditions such as osteoporosis, rheumatoid arthritis, Alzheimer's disease, gum diseases, and certain cancers as well, too. So you're going to just hit all the things if you're going to be taking in a green tea um, on the regular. You can also uh, try purchasing matcha powder, which is a green tea extract in supplements. Or you can have matcha tea as a result as well, too, which is one of my most favorite things to have. I'm not a big green tea person. Uh, I think you got to have to either love it or... or or hate it kind of situation with green tea but matcha powder I don't know why but I just love that and I make a latte out of that with some almond milk or coconut milk and a little bit of raw honey mm -hmm. I have to get one of those after this podcast <laughs> but definitely something you want to take in on the regular again uh, rosemary is another one of those very common delicious fragrant herbs that we associate with the Mediterranean uh, and really does help to reduce inflammation. It's believed that it's due to its high polyphenol content as well. So rosemary works well as a seasoning and pairs nicely with lots of different kinds of meats, beef, lamb, chicken, and can, you know, you can get this as a dried herb, fresh dried leaves, uh, ground into a powder. And again, 
really, really crazy anti-inflammatory properties. Cinnamon. So this is the last one, and I wanted to, you know, keep this one to the last because there's a little bit of a, you know, people love cinnamon. Um, it's It comes from the bark of a tree, to believe it or not, if you never knew that. And cinnamon is one of those ones that you kind of have to watch. You can take cinnamon as a supplement, but, you know, there there's some really crazy good properties with regards to cinnamon to help balance up blood sugar levels and decrease inflammatory properties. But you only want to take in cinnamon in small amounts because there is, uh, cinnamon can actually be quite dangerous in large amounts. So cinnamon, especially um, the more common cassia variety, is has um, high levels of um, coumarin, which is um, and can be quite damaging to the liver if um, you consume too much of it. So you want to be very, very careful. Um, it's best just to sit uh, season with it, you know, sprinkling here and there, um, putting a little bit in your desserts, putting a little bit into your meals, um, but just keeping it very, very uh, low amount. So the average adult should not consume any more than a teaspoon, so 2.5 grams of cinnamon a day. So keep that in mind when you're looking at cinnamon. But it actually has some really crazy good properties with regards to decreasing inflammation and, you know, um, the blood sugar stabilization as well too. But the bottom line about all of this is the fact that inflammation is a natural process. I don't want you to get the idea that inflammation is a bad thing. Inflammation is good and we need it for um, longevity. We need it for um, survival, really. It's the body's survival mechanism and to fight off um, invaders, to fight off and, and fix problems in the body. But unfortunately, in this day and age that we have become so chronically inflamed, because of increased stress, because of increased um, processed foods, because of um, over-exercising, because of just the way the world is nowadays, and it is causing and wreaking havoc on our bodies. And, um, you know, trying to really decrease our chronic stress as much as possible is going to have some really beneficial properties later on down the road and trying to prevent the disease process because when we have increased inflammation in our bodies it allows for the acidity in our bodies and it allows for the disease process to express itself um, you may have heard me talk about um, genetic predisposition to say lifestyle diseases heart disease cancer diabetes don't necessarily have to happen unless we allow the expression the expression of that genetic material to do its do its work if we don't give the body that decreased inflama inflammation um if we don't allow inflammation to take over and cause acidity in the body and to cause toxic overload in our body and cause an environment that is really ripe and prime for the disease process to take hold, then we are not allowing um, for that disease to, to express that. I don't know, sometimes I, I don't think I'm explaining myself well enough, but it's, it's a matter of 
decreasing inflammation, alkalining the body, and are not allowing that gene to express itself. That's it in a nutshell. And by using things like herbs and spices that we talked about today can really make a big difference over the long haul. And that's our main focus, is the long haul. We're trying to prevent this stuff to ha from happening. We're trying to, on the daily, keep our inflammation down, de-stress, eat real foods, love life, stay positive. All these wonderful things, get more sunshine, get lots of fresh air, move our bodies gently. The, all these things are going to accumulate. It might seem like small things, like adding cinnamon or turmeric or having a green tea. It seems like small things, but overall, over a lifetime, make can make a big difference. And that's what I want for you guys. Have a great day. Oh, my beautiful friend. How are you doing? Was that episode helpful, inspiring, empowering for your journey? I'd love to know what you thought. You can head over to iTunes, the More Than Hope podcast, and subscribe and give me a review. Because this is going to help me to tailor these episodes to what you need most. Like I said, I'm here to help. In the meantime, you can find me on social media at Nutritional Solutions by Wendy on Instagram and Wendy Humphreys Nutritional Solutions on Facebook. The best place to find me is at my website though, www.whnutritionalsolutions.com. Every month I have a theme where I give away downloadables and other great free stuff. This is happening all the time because that's what I like to do. Also, don't forget to sign up for my newsletter and other great opportunities because if you like my podcast, you're going to love all the crazy offers I have too. Until then, know that you embody everything that is good in this world. Love yourself deeply and the world of possibilities will open up to you. I promise. Big love always, Wendy.